News Weekly is an ad-free, listener-supported podcast made possible by subscribers like you. Just go to patreon.com slash sammyshah, that's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H, to support the podcast. Top Stories of the Week One more indictment and Trump's going to be president for life. Also, Australian TV celebrates its top racist. All that and more on News Weekly. Hello, I'm Sammy Shah and thank you for joining me as we punch news in the headlines weekly. More trumped-up charges, news now. Another day, another indictment for former US President and convicted sexual abuser Donald J. Trump. This time with four more indictments, which saw him spending more time in a courtroom and making more speeches full of random claims and the whole thing further increasing his popularity with the Republican voter base. Donald Trump has been criminally charged with plotting to overturn his defeat in the U.S. presidential election of 2020. And the former president uh, was asked to stand uh, and enter his own plea to the charges that have been filed against him. And I'm told he didn't even use the microphone. He just looked straight at the judge and projected his voice and entered a plea of not guilty. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Donald Trump's third indictment is only likely to boost his popularity with Republican voters. Look, who cares anymore? This is so routine now, it shouldn't even be in the headlines. If a suicide bombing in Pakistan that killed over 40 people isn't headline-worthy, and that happened this week as well, then why is Trump getting indicted again still being noticed? It's, it's about as newsworthy now as some of the other routine shit that we once cared about and now should be in the slow news day section of the bulletin, where you find other dull-ass news stories like, I, I don't know, school shootings in America or terror attacks in the Middle East or Israel building more illegal settlements or a coup in Africa or John Howard saying something racist. We even know how it'll play out. CNN and MSNBC will run a thousand interviews with experts about how Trump is definitely going to go to jail. Fox News will get a blonde woman with no facial expressions and an old man with no chins to say Trump is being persecuted worse than Nelson Mandela ever was. Trump will sell more merchandise made in China to his voting base of Joe Rogan fanatics and the entire thing will repeat again in a few weeks. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not covering this anymore. I don't care. And and I bet you don't either. This isn't a top story of the week. You know, and instead, I'm going to devote my time to something that I actually do care about. Something that actually does matter to me a lot. That's kept me up at nights this week and has filled me with rage and anger and righteous fucking fury. The Hellfire Gala. What's the Hellfire Gala, you ask? Well, buckle in, true believer, daddy's got a rant coming. So in 2019, writer Jonathan Hickman took years of predictable and forgettable X-Men comics and completely changed the status quo. 
See, up until now, the X-Men was a story about a group of mutants fighting to save a world that hated and feared them. And I know some of you are thinking, what the fuck is Sammy talking about the X-Men for? Does he mean those movies with that Australian actor playing the ferret with forks in his hand or something? Well, yes, yes I am. I mean, not, not quite that, but you know, the movies were good. I mean, I mean the second movie and then the X-Men First Class and perhaps Days of Future Past, those three movies were really good. The rest were trash. But no, I'm talking about the comics. See, for decades, the X-Men comics weren't just a soap opera about muscular men and women in spandex body condoms, blasting lasers from their eyes and turning into firebirds. They were also metaphors for persecuted minorities. In their stories, racial minorities during the heights of the civil rights movement saw their own persecution reflected, as did gay and trans kids in more recent years. If you were someone denied your humanity because of the way you looked or thought or behaved, the X-Men mattered to you. As a Shia boy growing up in a Sunni-majority Pakistan, I related to Cyclops' do-whatever-it-takes-to-survive attitude. And for years, that's what the status quo was. The X-Men got a win, then the bad guys massacred the shit out of them, and then they did what it took to survive the massacres and got another small win. I'm a Cyclops-was-right guy till the day I die, and if that means anything to you, then we can be friends. Then, along came Jonathan Hickman, and he changed the status quo in exciting ways. The mutants got their own homeland, Krakoa. They got their own religion, culture, nationhood, and a whole world of new stories. Sure, he left after a few issues because Marvel Editorial fucked things up a bit, but that's what Marvel Editorial does. Still, we had something new and exciting. And then this year's Hellfire Gala dropped. Written by Gary Duggan, who couldn't write the recipe to warming a glass of water in the microwave without fucking it up. He, it contains some of the worst examples of telling rather than showing, of characters making crap decisions for plot purposes and no one's powers and abilities working the way they're supposed to. Really? Nimrod drops from on high and that kills Cannonball, who as any idiot can tell you is nigh invulnerable? Also, Krakoa doesn't have any sort of defense against attacks from above. Israel has a fucking missile defense program. Krakoa doesn't. Nanobots stop Ilyana from doing magic and kill Jean Grey? Again? And the whole world forgets what Mr. Sinister looks like? And Cyclops, my main man, my man with the plan, the guy who once said he doesn't list his plans alphabetically because that implies he only has 26 plans, gets caught off guard? Was all of this written by Orcus as a meta plan to destroy the X-Men by making their comics unreadably bad? Yes, yes, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Jesus, Sammy, calm down. Immortal X-Men and X-Men Red are still really good, and I do agree. I think those are really well written and tell some masterful stories that respect the individual characters and their histories. But enjoying them shouldn't require me to ignore the status quo, and the status quo should at least be written by someone who doesn't have contempt for basic writing skills. Between this and Spider-Man, that nonsense with Miss Marvel suddenly becoming a mutant, I'm basically done with Marvel Comics for the rest of my life, and I say that as someone who survived the fucking clone saga. Sorry. I really needed to get that off my chest. So, yeah, Trump's been indicted or whatever. You know what? Maybe Guy Duggan should be indicted instead. Hawking a Logie news now. It was the night of nights for Australian media, with the Logie Awards seeing the best and brightest of Aussie television gathered under one roof. The Aussie stars of your TV screens have graced the red carpet in Sydney, celebrating television's big night... 
of nights, really. Uh, the 2023 Logies. Just kidding. I would rather report on another Trump indictment than the bloody Logies. Who watches that? Who thinks, you know how I'm going to spend my evening? Seeing if Husey and Osher and Daryl Summers have something funny to say. Oh, how exciting the folks from Sunrise are on. That's one more day of not looking in the mirror. They must have spent because surely to do so would lead to them blowing their own brains out over the shame of doing a show that had Kochi as a co-host for so long. The Logies continue their long-upheld traditions of celebrating mediocre Australian television content in a world where most Australians would rather watch a South Korean soap opera with subtitles on than spend five more minutes being subjected to another reality TV show in which a bogan tries to fuck an Instagram influencer. They know we have YouTube now, right? No one is watching this anymore. Another Logie tradition was upheld by giving the gold Logie the highest honour to a racist. Previous winners include Grant Denier, who made a racist joke about having sex with a black man, and Carl Stefanovic, who asked Indian cricket fans who will work at 7-Eleven during the World Cup semi-final. This year, it goes to Sonia Kruger, who previously said she didn't want Muslims migrating to Australia, beginning her argument with the single worst sentence ever spoken aloud by someone without lobotomy scars on their forehead. Personally, I think Andrew Bolt has a point here that there is a correlation between the number of people who are, you know, are Muslim in a country and the number of terrorist attacks. Now, I have a lot of very good friends who are Muslim, who are peace-loving, who are beautiful people, but there are fanatics... And does the population and the correlation between those two things, is it having an impact? I mean, if you look at Japan, Japan has a population of 174 million. It has 100,000 people in that country who are Muslim. We never hear of terrorist attacks in Japan. Personally, I would like to see it stop now for Australia because I want to feel safe, as all of our citizens do. Well, according to her own metric, it's safe to assume if one TV presenter is racist, then they all are. Which, having been around a lot of them, I don't think it's true. But only because racism requires having a thought that wasn't first written down on a teleprompter. That's it. It was a slow news week. I, I swear, I couldn't find anything really worth adding. I'm not even going to bother talking about Lizzo, mainly because I still love her songs too much to care. Look, if I can still listen to Michael Jackson, I'm giving Lizzo a pass. And if you don't agree, go watch her appearance on NPR's Tiny Desk. Otherwise, that's it for this week's edition of News Weekly. I know it's been a really ridiculous episode of News Weekly. I just felt like doing one. Why not? Let's have some fun. Um, and yes, if you do care about the X-Men and the Hellfire Gala and feel like I am right or wrong, do get in touch. You can contact me on... You know what? You know where you can contact me? You can email me. Email me at Samisha. That's S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H at G gmail.com or you can tweet at me which is or x me or whatever that's a thing maybe elon musk is also part of orcus the organization that's trying to kill the x-men by stealing the x and putting it on twitter instead that actually makes more sense than any of his other plans anyway otherwise i'm going to stop right now go enjoy your weekend i'm going to catch you right here next week on news weekly where we punch the news in the headlines weekly